Have you ever listened to the Casually Spiritual Podcast? Have you ever met the group of guys named Momentum Remix? Have you ever seen the Alex Zangapai TV show? Okay, that last one was a lie, but what's not a lie is we are bringing you the Momentum Podcast. Hey, my name is Alex Sankapai, and you're listening to the first episode of the Momentum Podcast. Are we excited, guys? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Darian didn't even care. Darian didn't even notice. Are we excited, excited. Darian? (laughs) Yes, I'm excited, bro. I'm so sorry. This is like the third time we tried recording. This is going to be like the good one. And hey, I didn't even mention him, but let's do roll call real quick. From Nashville, Tennessee, we got Darian McClendon. Present. (laughs) This is not a school. (laughs) Clarence Simpson from Fort Smith, Arkansas. Here. I hate all of you. <laughs> and down the hallway, my roommate here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Grant Geisbauer. I am here. Good anime reference. We all watch anime, if you didn't know that. Shout out anime. Go Beyond Plus Ultra. Sure. Well, hey. For life. I'm so excited. We're just a group of guys, a group of friends. I've been friends for about 10 years, 10 or 8 years, Grant. What was the number? I'd say about 8 years. That's yeah, like 2012, somewhere in that range. Some of us longer than others, but yeah, solidified 8 years ago. And we all love Jesus. They say you shouldn't love Jesus or like be friends with your high school friends when you graduate. But here we are five years later. So we decided why not make a podcast about it and where we get to hang out and talk. So here we are. And the first thing I wanted to bring up, um, we wanted to compare something that we were debating earlier. Did y'all want to talk about hot dogs or did y'all want to talk about the Trisket thing? Trisket. Okay. So like a long going like argument that we always have. I don't know how it started. It was definitely in a Slim Chickens, not sponsored by Slim Chickens, but what's up, is the superior, like, snack food. I don't know how we got there, but Darian said grapes. Like, that's an easy, that's an easy snack. But then Clarence said, wait, grapes are bad, and his preferred snack is Triscuits. Uh, Opening statement, Clarence, I'm going to need you to defend yourself. Yeah, so Triscuits are delicious. That's your opening argument? That's all you can say? That's all you can say about anything. That's all I need. Darian, why are grapes better than Triscuits? Bro, you ever seen a painting of a king eating Triscuits? (laughs) They're eating grapes, bro. They're eating grapes. They're not eating Triscuits. Triscuits are like unleavened bread that got weaved like a basket. (laughs) Okay? It's disgusting. It's delicious. You eating weaved communion bread. What you? What's wrong? Hey, they both do make communion. Hold up, can we talk about that? That's never been brought up before. <laughs> no, they don't. Yes, they do, yo. Wait, no, what flavor don't. would you say communion juice is? What flavor? Yeah, communion it, juice. <laughs> Wait, what it's flavor communion is juice, juice flavor? I don't really know. What flavor, flavor is flavor. communion? <laughs> the it, flavor in the store says communion flavor. It's cranberry. <laughs> it's cranberry juice. Is it cranberry? <laughs> Are you yes. sure? Yes. I had I some blueberry communion the other day. Yeah, I, everyone says grape. I'm like pretty sure it's grape juice because that's the closest thing to wine. Wait, but you grew up. It depends on what wine. Grant, you grew up Catholic. Like, how did you do it? What did did you have wine? I don't know how Catholics. Yeah, are. yeah. Right, they had Cheez-Its like and Hennessy. Cheez-Its <laughs> <laughs> and Hennessy. <laughs> Five years old. Hey, you gotta be at no, service. I, I seriously, I still remember when I was a kid. Like, I was so excited for my first time taking communion because it's like a thing there. Like, like. I had to be like in second grade before I could like actually taste like the 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 
the unleavened bread Today, essentially. Yeah. And I thought that it was, I literally thought it was like the center of an Oreo and I was so excited. But when I finally tasted <laughs> it, I was so disappointed. You thought it was like a solid center of the Oreo? Yes. Sorry, That's bud. what my mind went to. So yeah, it was sad. Very disappointing. You looked at unleavened bread and thought it was an Oreo center? <laughs> no, it was like a little, it was literally like a circular thing. Like, I don't know. It looked like the center of an Oreo. Can we talk about where communion bread is going? I feel like every time I have communion, it gets worse and worse. Our, it's pretty yeah. much just styrofoam now, right? Yeah, it's basically okay. styrofoam. Yeah. So for context, yeah, Darian's helped planning a church in Nashville. And so what do y'all use for communion? Are you using like the cup combination thing? Okay. No, yeah. So they had, me and Greg went to Lifeway to get some of like the big, like multi-pack communion things. And I was like, Greg, no, bro. Like, let's be old school. Let's just pass around a loaf and have and people break rip. bread. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, no, that's not happening. Uh, so I think Whitney actually like bakes unleavened bread in her home. What does that even mean? I don't actually, I mean, I've been a Christian for so many years. I don't know, I don't know what it means, but I just know that we'd be turning up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Wait, what about juice? Do y'all buy Welch's? Yes. Uh, <laughs> that was just a guess. Welch's cranberry or Welch's grape? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just communion juice. There's Welch's yeah. communion juice. And y'all oh. just, oh, wait. So you buy the juice impacts? Yeah, it says the flavor is blood of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that is a With good no one. red dye. Like, why does this taste like metal? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it doesn't, and, like, but the ones that come in the packs, like, they don't even dissolve. Like, you would think they would dissolve to saliva, but, like, you have to chew them. Oh, yeah. They just turn into, like, paper. I yeah, kind of like it, though. Like, I kind of like it. If you've ever had a filling, you know, and you got cavities <laughs> back there, like, you'd be having to pick it out of your teeth, cuz, like... The whole service, I mean, I need a toothpick with that bread. <laughs> no, I bring my own bread, actually. No, you don't. I bring Triscuits. We could do that. Back to the original debate. Yeah. Wait, yeah, Grant, yeah, where do you opinion. sing? My opinion? You know, whenever I first saw this argument, <clears throat> I went through, I was like, man, like, you know, I feel like if I was just going to sit down and eat one, normally I'm going to go with Triscuits. But I like, what? I think grapes are a more of a delicacy. And I feel like it's a more traditional thing. So I would probably have to say I would go with grapes you, over you Triscuits. You put a lot of thought into that. You put a lot of thought into I it. I know. Bro, uh, grapes grapes are in the Bible. Triscuits ain't. That's true. And you, you, you know, know what book of the Bible it is? Song of Solomon, bro. <laughs> Wait, really? Yes. So I'm just saying, they not eating Triscuits. <laughs> okay? Okay. They eating grapes. The, the issue is Clarence was really passionate, but when you actually get to him, he's like, they just taste delicious. Well, I ain't got to explain myself. Eat a Triscuit and find out. Yeah, I remember at one point you had said that Triscuits are the evolved form of a grape, which doesn't make any sense. When did I say that? Okay. <laughs> and, Grant, and Grant, this was like, like a while back. This was a couple of years ago, okay? I was I was young. Okay, young. but Clarence, I don't think you should try to defend yourself in that because you would have that same type of argument today for sure. Depending on the context, maybe. But I would not argue <laughs> about... Okay, I would never say, hey, a Triscuit is the evolved form of a grape. That's not even the same I, category. Oh my gosh. I will put it on the Instagram and everything. That like That's literally what your argument was as Instagram. part of the thing. Huh? Show I still the got world. the videos. I got the receipts. Well, too bad. It's on my phone. This is a podcast. You know how podcasts work, right? So I win. Clarence, I feel like I could start a fight with you by saying X fast food restaurant is better than Panda Express. Shut up. For an hour. Shut up. No fast food restaurant is better than Panda Express. Panda's trash. 
There are several You're trash. restaurants that are better than Panda Express. Name one besides Taco Bell. <laughs> Canes, Chick-fil-A. Irrelevant. Chick-fil-A is trash ever since Popeye's came out with that chicken sandwich. You want to talk about heavenly? Shoot, We're talking about that Popeye's Wingstop. chicken sandwich. Wingstop over, over Panda Express. Wingstop? Yes. You been to Buffalo Wild Wings, my dude? Buffalo Wild Wings isn't fast food. Oh. You've been to... I think that's the only wing stop I know, actually. I don't know. Is wing okay, stop I don't, considered fast? Hold on, hold on. Stop this. I don't know if it's going to hear it. I, I don't know if you can hear it. I'm going to turn my volume up. But this is like the Snap Store. You're about to say, yes, Triscuits are the evolved form. You're disgusting. Okay. <laughs> but Triscuit is the evolved form. Triscuit is the evolved form. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled those receipts. No! <laughs> you said Triscuits are an evolved grape. Oh, my goodness. I do not remember that. <laughs> no, and I was watching the rest of the video. Your argument back then was like Darian goes this. He goes, "How are how are Triscuits better than grapes?" He says, and this is what you said. It's so funny. You said they're delicious. And I still rest my case. Has not changed. Question: What was the last time you bought a box of Triscuits? Uh, three days ago. No, you didn't. You never yes, buy did. groceries. Oh, uh, I buy Triscuits. <laughs> I buy Captain Crunch, and I buy chocolate milk. So back up. Do you wait? Do you do chocolate milk for your cereal? No, my brother buys the white milk. I just buy the chocolate milk. Two percent or whole? Two. Okay, sorry. But point being, also, Good I choice. vote uh, grapes are definitively better than triscuits. Three to one. Oof. Listen, I'ma just, ladies, if you're ever talking to a grown man, and he says that he prefers to eat a triscuit over a grape, leave. Okay, because he's probably a serial killer. You need a man that like cares about your well being, wants the best for you, <laughs> and he he brings home. He's like, "Hey, babe, I got the triscuits." And that's probably why I'm single, honestly, yo. Because chances are that same man probably loves chilies as well. I love chilies, yo. Back <laughs> up. I just had chilies yesterday. What? You had chilies yesterday? Why? Oh, because you can't beat that three for ten, yo. You hear me? Remember Apple? Or the two for twenty. Remember Applebee's? Remember I mean, the it's bees? It's just me, though. It's just me. Literally Apple every restaurant has a two for twenty. It's not <laughs> impressive anymore. Oh, uh, the three for ten. That's impressive. I'm not going to lie. I do like chilies. I'm with Clarence on this one. Thank you. But what about That's the That's because bees? you guys are average. How are we average? Like Chili's is the most average thing. And I'm not even talking about restaurant. If I were to compile a list of the top 10 most average things that exist in the universe, <laughs> Chili's would be on it. What and number? Number one. And you and Clarence should be number two and three because you like Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. That's just wrong. I'm it's okay with it. I'm okay with it. At least I'm on Wait, what list. are you talking about? What was I? What was I making fun of? Or were you going on a list of uh, restaurants that Panda's better on? Is that why you're saying like Wingstop? Yeah, that's how we got started on this. Panda Express I'll is agree. the number one place in the world. I'll no. agree. I I don't like Wingstop. I think everything's better than Wingstop. Thank you. I'm not gonna lie. I still miss Hooters every time I drive by it. What in the world? Oh, we're bringing well, you can't up. say oh. that on the you podcast. Bring bro. This up. Wait, Who you don't want to Hooters? Admit- Mr. Spiritually Casual. We were we weren't even know who this is. <laughs> we were young. We were children. Hey, hey, hey. At the end 
At the end of the day, it's a testament of how far we've come. At the end you of the day, taking- Monday nights were amazing because we got literally 50 <laughs> wings for seven bucks. <laughs> See, Clarence, you miss it. It's it, the light in your eyes right now. Miss it so much. Hey, bro. Every Monday, I think about it, yo. <laughs> we I watch still a- remember, Darian. Who was it? Like it was like me. I remember me and you were there. I think it was like John Jamel and like Ian Johns randomly walked there from from uh, your house. Like it was such a random group. I think I was part of that party. I remember walking there once. I just remember having to run across Rogers Avenue like at twelve o'clock peak time, and it was like super hot outside. I also oddly remember I had like a ten dollar meal, and she gave me back thirty dollars and change, and that was my first true test of integrity. And how much integrity did you have? I gave it back. What? I was so mad. <laughs> I remember. What the? Like, were we even Christians at the time, or were you just like a good boy? He's been a. a he's a good boy. He's a Yo, good no. boy. He was a. Do you know at that point in my life what power you had if you had a friend with twenty dollars in his pocket? What age Mint? group? <laughs> what age? Like what, what you could we? get into that night? What age were we? Like ninth grade. I don't know. Oh, twenty dollars is twenty dollars. That's still a motto though. Twenty dollars in ninth grade is like, I don't know. I can't find that joy as an adult, but <laughs> it's nice. Twenty dollars is like a dollar now. Just to recall and just because like I kind of am fuzzy on it. I, actually, I don't even know if I was at the meeting. Were y'all at the meeting when we got called out about the Hooters thing? Uh, I was at the yeah. meeting. Yes. Basically, got subtweeted about going to Hooters. <laughs> I was not there. What exactly was said, Clarence? Uh, something about we need to be a better example to the world. Uh, and being a good example is not going to the casino every weekend and not going to Hooters every Monday night. And I was like, yo, that's so funny because literally I do that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. He's talking about me and my crew, <laughs> How'd yo. How do you know? Yeah, I was. Uh, beer, bro. Yeah. That's that discernment, yo. Or low-key, yeah, somebody snitched. Yeah, no, like we, full us. of snitches, full of snitches. And you know what they say it's about snitches? You. What? Yeah, what I told it? on all of y'all, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> probably <laughs> arrive at Greg's house, like, Greg, I just lost $120 this week. Please make me stop. <laughs> and that's not it. <laughs> that's not it. I've been eating Hooters for the past month. <laughs> this was like after I left for college, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Like this was like that one year where everybody was still there, but I was gone. It was like the yeah. one semester because Darian went to college the next semester. Oh yeah. But Darian yes, was also yes, gone the first two months. Darian was only in Fort Smith for like three months. <laughs> that college was the wild dropout. Thing. Grant's the only one here with a college degree. Shout out Grant. Yay, Grant. Education's good. Stay in school, kids. And this is the Momentum Podcast. Stay tuned for our commercial break. That'd be dope. We could cut a commercial, right? That was a pretty good <laughs> to voice. To the Casually Spiritual Podcast. An advertisement for the Casually Spiritual Podcast. And Chili's. <laughs> hey, if you're enjoying the Momentum Podcast, consider listening to any of our other projects, including the Casually Spiritual Podcast, a show where we share the lives of everyday people living an everyday life in faith. And you can join me, your host, Alex Hangapai, because these are all my podcasts. This is my show. And he might have us, one of me and Darren on one day. I don't know. You're conceited. That's exactly, that's where it is. Well, I don't care, yo. You can keep putting whoever you want on that thing. Yeah, no, I mean, he said, like, everyday people live in everyday lives, so I ain't ever going to make it on that podcast. (laughs) Facts, facts. Is that, like, a humble brag, or are you, like, low-key roasting yourself? 
below Alec average. literally what? said, what Alec literally about? said, he said, y'all ain't got a story. I did not say He that. said that exact words. I and I was like, oh, okay, that. my bad. Sorry, my story's not good enough to be on Spiritually Casual, considering casually. casually spiritual, you don't even know the <laughs> name. <laughs> I don't even remember what it's called, yo. <laughs> You're the, like, least supportive friend. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what's wrong with saying yo? You sound like I was told Jesse from Breaking Bad. <laughs> I've never That's seen a, that show. Does anybody? Uh, nobody else gets that reference. Probably everyone that listens to this will get that reference. Continue. You're lame. What were you saying, Grant? Uh, oh, oh yeah. In regards to the podcast, Alec told me mine's not good enough yet. I just, that's not Dang, like, Grant. You're twisting Alec? it. I just knew I could see the other side. I don't want you from the other side. If I've interviewed you a year ago, you'd be like, you know what? I just think God is saving and holding something for me. But look, your life is so different from a year ago. It's okay, growing. look, I got pride issues, okay? Can I be on the show? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you want me to say it here? <laughs> Everybody, Darian McClinton has pride issues. We already did an episode about pride, so you got to get something else. <laughs> he also has issues. authority issues. You <laughs> said daddy. We all got daddy issues. We all Not got me. daddy issues. That That's po- like, this whole podcast is about daddy issues, actually. <laughs> We're going to change everything. I'm doing the whole script. Darian, tell us about what it's like to like barely have a dad. Oh, my gosh. You oh cannot ask that. You cannot ask that. <laughs> Here's the thing. When I, <laughs> when I started Casually Spiritual. I have uh, a good relationship with my dad. He just went to get the milk. <laughs> Like, uh, there's, also, bag? <laughs> there's a lot of people out there that are like, I don't know if we're allowed to like laugh at that. He I said, that. he said, how come the gas station is one mile away <laughs> from my house, but it's taking him 15 years to come back home with the milk. <laughs> but that's like, that's like the whole dynamic of the friend group, though, is everyone but Grant has daddy issues. Though I feel like, like sometimes Grant and Al go at it. Yeah, Grant has the perfect. I mean, we life, have our disagreements though. for sure. Nah, that's not true. He has such no. a great family. Darian can tell a story about my dad whooping me. I mean, we all got whooped, yo. Oh, the ping pong story. Yes. Would you like to? Sh- would you like him to share that, Grant? Is that okay for a podcast? Look, I beat this boy twenty-one skunk in ping pong. That's not true. And he started <laughs> pouting about it. And his dad bent him over the table and smacked his booty and made a sonic <laughs> boom. That's why his name was Sonic Boom <laughs> on video wait, games. Wait, wait was that we really started your calling name? him Sonic Boom in elementary school because his daddy clapped him cheeks with a <laughs> ping pong paddle. <laughs> clapped the cheeks. Hey, they just booty this cheeks. The story changes every time you tell it. It changes every time. They just booty cheeks. <laughs> you know what? You know, if David leaves that in there, it's fine. <laughs> he better leave what? it. Leaves what? <laughs> Me telling the story about Grant getting his butt whooped? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. That's fine. Oh, man. So that's kind of like the dynamic of the friend group. You know, we all have daddy issues except Grant. Uh, right now, I do want to bring it to the topic that I wanted to open the first episode with. Uh, just something that somebody brought in. Clarence, um, you look like if you click the randomize button when you're creating a Tony Hawk uh, video game <laughs> character. <laughs> <laughs> what the freak? <laughs> Okay, Alec, continue. <laughs> the topic that we had today was just going to be about calling, about just like how do you know you're calling, like what do you do when you don't know you're calling? Because I think I, an interesting thing is like even in our friend group, 
uh, even the ones that are missing from the podcast is that we've all kind of had this experience with what our purpose and what God wants us to do and kind of hearing from God at different points and even how that's evolved. Because I know like for me, I know I've always wanted to be a pastor. Like the moment I got saved, I felt like, oh, maybe I'm supposed to be a pastor. And then even like Noah, who's not here, rip in peace. He's not dead. I, I feel like if you don't know us and I say rip in peace, that sounds weird. But um, Noah blind. wanted to be a pastor. What? Nothing. That's messed up. No, yeah. You point out he was blind. <laughs> we pray but, for um, him. Yeah, we'll pray for him. We'll put that out there. But um, with that, you know, Noah's always wanted to be a pastor since, like, I've known him as a Christian. But I feel like the you three, the rest, not even to put you on blast like that, but I feel like your calling, your purpose has changed a lot, even in knowing. I think I'll start with uh, even Grant. I'll start with Grant, just kind of. You were doing a thing with your eyebrows, so I said I'll go with Grant. <laughs> was, um... Like, out of the whole friend group, out of all of us, including everyone else, like, even Lando, our leader, Smitty, Kirby, everybody, like, you were kind of the only one to really just straight out pursue college and get your four-year degree. As of this moment, you're the only one with a degree, and you are, like, ready to be this whole park ranger thing, but through some spiritual stuff, like, and some talking, you felt called. I don't even know if, would, would you say you felt called to Tulsa, or, like, you were just convinced, and why not? It's, it's kind of a, it's a little bit of both for me. Um, I mean, I'll try to keep this brief cause I don't want to take up too much time. It is a little bit of a long story, but I, I, I kind of figured out my like junior year of high school. Like I always knew I liked like, cause we went camping when I was a kid and I really liked hiking and I always like thought it would be cool to work in a setting like that. Um, and so, uh, when I went off to school, uh, I was just like pretty sure that that was something that I was called to something that I would be good at because I've always been good at relating to people and, um, you know, being a good steward of, of, of the environment, that kind of stuff. And I just, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and things as I went through my degree, I, I, I excelled pretty well. I got, I got to know some pretty big names within the field and, you know, like, I'm not saying that as a boast by any means, it's just, you know that was the reality of it. And I felt like, Oh gosh, like, yeah, this is exactly what I'm called to do. This is like, I, I, I found it, I figured it out and it wasn't that hard for me is, you know, what I thought at the time. Um, but I, I came to find out more and more, um, as, as I advanced up the ladder, like you can, you can get everything that you desire, but you know, if it's not a desire that's rooted in, in God and something that, you know, he wants for you, uh, then it's not necessarily going to come to fruition the way that it's, that it needs to. Um, so really like I, I had two internships. Um, my first internship was up at Beaver Lake in Northwest Arkansas, working for the Corps of Engineers as a park ranger. And honestly, that's still to this day, the best job I've ever had. Um, I really felt like I excelled there. I kind of felt like I was like at the peak of my life at that point and was like, you know, I was just doing really well at a job. You peaked in college? (laughs) Interesting. I thought (laughs) technically I wasn't in college at this point. This was during summer, but anyway. Uh, and I, I met, I, I gained several mentor figures there, uh, within my job. And like, I'd always been a hard worker and always done good at wherever I was at, but this was the first job I felt like, man, like this is something like I could do the rest of my life and like, feel like I'm good at it. Um, and then honestly, like not to get into too much detail, but I just started making some really poor life choices and, uh, was kind of in a really bad place. Um, going into my senior year. Um, and then I took a second internship and it was out to Wyoming. Um, I was going to be, uh, I actually lived in a cabin about 20 mile or 20 minutes from, um, the ace gate of Yellowstone national park, which 
considering my profession, like, again, is just like, you know, climbing up the ladder. Like I was really just like, I was really happy to be where I was. And like, I was super excited for the opportunities in front of me and felt like God had put a, a clear path before me. But to be honest, like I was really disconnected from God during that whole time. Um, I really felt like the things that were in my life that were um, so prevalent and were so um, just deep seated and, and dark, the darkness I was living in was really kind of, I feel like muffling God's voice in my life. And so when I got done with that internship, after kind of hitting rock bottom, um, I had about three months of unemployment and I was living at my parents' house. Um, and like, I love my parents, but it's hard to go back to living with your parents once you've been gone for four years. And so I was just like, I got to get out of here, Alec, what do I need to do? Um, and so just through several talks with Alec and with Darian and honestly a lot with God, um, you know, it just kind of, I would, I, I don't want to over spiritualize it and say like, God, God told me to go to Tulsa, but everything just kind of played out that way. Um, and I still remember to this day, like hearing a message from the young adult ministry here and just really loving it and saying like, yeah, I would, I, I could definitely see myself living there one day. And I thought it was, uh, yeah, yeah. Like just coming here by faith and believing that God has blessed me abundantly and has given me brand new direction to where I feel called into full-time ministry, which is why I'm doing, uh, Right now, I'm actually in Victory College. If I, I know I mentioned in a previous recording. I don't know if I mentioned that so far, but I'm back in school, and um, God has been blessing me so much through that, um, and just in relationships and friendships, and has brought me into greater spiritual maturity. Okay, yeah. So I think you would point out or say that you know you never heard that like audible. This is what you should do, but you started like through different influences, through people like reaching out you know, you felt led to this way and it's kind of, you never really, really got that confirmation till now to you're like living your life and seeing like, okay, my life is not where I thought it'd be in a good way. Like you're thriving right now. We say, which is like a theme mm -hmm. of the friend group. How do you thrive and stuff like that? Yeah. I think that's, well, really I even, cool. I even remember, uh, there was one of the pastors that spoke at victory downtown that said one time he was talking about like direction and like how everybody hears from God differently. Um, and one thing he said, you know, for people of, like me that don't hear from God audibly, it's like, you know, st head confidently in the light, walk confidently in the light, but hesitate in the darkness. And I feel like that has been more of like, you know, when there's a light on, you can, you can, you know, you can run, like you can see in front of you, but when it's dark, like that's when you really got to press in and like trust God with it. And I felt like me coming to Tulsa, it was like a clear open door. Like that was an easy decision. Like I knew that there was not going to be anything bad that came from it. And yet enough, on the flip side of that, um, with Clarence's life, you know, because we all moved here. Me, Darian, and Clarence moved here to Tulsa first as a group together. And <sighs> I still don't – I feel like Clarence's life, like, was here in Tulsa. And then when he left, he was still, like, trying to figure it out. And it wasn't until, like, honestly, Clarence, you'd say, like, this last year that, like, do you feel like you found purpose within this last year? Or how do you, how do you feel your journey has gone? Because I know that the first couple years in Tulsa, you're just, like, doing – life but like would you say you were feeling fulfilled or like living in purpose yeah so the first few years in Tulsa uh I was just living life uh you know how it is once you graduate high school you're just like get me out of my hometown let me go do whatever I need to do just get me out of here and that's what I did uh and it wasn't that it was bad uh I just knew that something was missing and I don't know if I'd say I didn't I, it may have been like a low case of depression, maybe. Uh, I actually was thinking about it lately. 
uh, a while back, and I was like, man, I might have been kind of depressed in Tulsa. Um, and it wasn't because of anybody. It was just because of me, and I was, like, missing something, and uh, I had no idea what it was. And then one day, uh, I was just going to work, and God literally just, like, slapped me, and he was like, bro, what are you <laughs> doing? And I was like, yo, what am I doing? I had no idea. So, and it's weird because, uh, like, I still had no idea when I moved back to Fort Smith, but I just know that I had to get out of Tulsa. Um, and that's no, I mean, Tulsa's, like, it, it was just the place. Like, Grant, he's thriving there. That's awesome, and that's great. I uh, love that for him. But for me, that just wasn't my place at that time. And, and like, so you, you would say even in that first part, I think a lot of us, I don't think a lot of people when they're looking at calling and purpose, they want like the big picture. They want to say, this is it, this definitive sentence and everything will follow through. But for you, you have found more purpose and calling in this smaller step in this like first step. And that's what launched it. I think a lot of people like they only want that big picture. And so they kind of ignore these smaller steps, these smaller things from God to be like, Hey, you need to do this first. Because even then, with you, and, you know, spoiler, and you get into it, but, like, with interning and the influence you have in youth, like, I don't think that you saw yourself going to that part of Fort Smith and even Harvest Time. I don't even think you thought you would stay. Did you think you would stay in Fort Smith, like, as long as you have right now? Yeah, no, definitely not. So when I moved back to Fort Smith, I was just going to live there for a little bit. And I did start the internship, and I was just doing it to, you know, hang out and I was I was in church and I was like ah, I can just you know do something while I'm here for now and then I had some like again some life-altering moment again uh God was like yo what are you doing <laughs> like you're in the perfect spot to learn and grow as much as you need to uh why aren't you doing it like pour your life into this like because I was just going and then going home and sleeping at my parents house like that was it for a good six months of me doing the internship yeah, call him out, Grant. <laughs> yeah, so um, for me, uh, I like to tell people when I do tell my story. I'm not going to go full on story, but like I like to explain it like a slingshot kind of. Uh, sometimes you got to go backwards. Like you got to pull back to get sprung forward or shot forward. And That'll preach? Come on. Yeah. So that's what I tell everybody. I was like, some people are afraid to go back to what they're used to. Uh, as an environment wise, but sometimes it can be very beneficial for you. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Darren, do you have any comments on just like whether it be the small steps for calling or purpose? Cause like, and we can kind of get in, I, there's some things I want to ask you later, but for now, just to comment on this idea of like the small steps or like, yeah, let's just say there, the small steps are like figuring out calling and purpose. I think out of all of us, you've been somebody that's like literally probably been trying the hardest to figure out what calling and purpose is. Uh, but we'll get into that later. Any comments on small steps though? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that like, and I don't know if this is going to come up later or whatever. I, I just think there's like a lot of pressure on like that calling or that big moment that like every Christian wants to have like in their life where God like sits them down and says, okay, buddy, like here's the deal. You're going to lead 17,000 people to Christ in Denver, Colorado on March 17, 2026. Like, it's a very specific, like, roadmap that they want. Um, but, I mean, at least in my case, and I feel like it's in, in most people's cases, like, that's not how God operates. Um, like, that's not how he operated in the Bible, mm -hmm. really. I mean, he might give you a general idea of what you're supposed to be doing, but for the most part, it's just taking those small steps and listening, like, okay, like, what's next? 
Um, like, where do you want me now? And then he probably won't tell you how long. <laughs> like, he probably won't tell you what you'll be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just kind of says go um, and, you know, figure it out. And, I mean, I think that's part of trusting him. Because if he were to tell you every single detail, I mean, talking to him and reading his word would be useless. Um, yeah. So I'd say it's all about the small steps. Like, that's your priority. Yeah, and uh, I always use this. It's still, like, my favorite analogy, even though I didn't originally think of it. I've, I've like, expanded on it. But I remember from, like, when we first moved here, the sermon that we heard at 3D, shout out to that dead uh, young adult ministry. But just, like, you know, God's calling on your life can be, like, a GPS. Like, it's your guide. But whenever you uh, you turn onto the exit, you know, the GPS will say, okay, stay on this road for 20 miles. And you go five miles, GPS doesn't say anything. You know why? Because it's not time to do anything. The GPS doesn't talk until you've done your 20 miles. But I think people, you know, we feel like, we feel like we're there, but we're only at like mile eight and we're like, God, why aren't you talking to me? And God's like, are you done? Like, why are you ready to move when you still got like things to do where you are? And like, so what's, what's the last direction I gave you essentially, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, go back. If you don't know what you're supposed to be doing for God, just think what was the last thing he told you and just keep doing that. <laughs> and so I've, I've used that like so much in my life. Cause I think a lot of people, it's no secret, you know, we want wherever we're all planted, the four of us, I mean, Grant, yours might yours might be different. Actually, <laughs> your life plan changes literally like every other week. You know, it just depends. Cause like, you never wanted to stay in Tulsa, but now you're looking at your life like, I could I could stay in Tulsa. Literally, that literally that might change within a month. You'd be like, you know what? We we could move. That would be growth. <laughs> but um, yeah. it's not, just, up, not just up to me anymore. What a flex! What a flex! Shout I'm out so Sarah, confused. right? Are they engaged? Oh. No. Oh, okay. Sarah, you listen to that? You listen to that? Sarah's going to be listening and just, like, looking at Grant oh, when she listens to this. She'll listen. Oh, shout um, out. I was just going to comment, though. There was one thing that, like, I, I was thinking as you were saying. Um, at one at, at a men's group that I attend, you know, I was kind of, like, wrestling with, like, the whole purpose question. And I know, Alec, you and I have talked about that a lot. I, I think, really, like, in the last year, the place that I've come to is just, like, you know, I don't necessarily need that that divine grant. This is what you're going to do with your life, and this is how you're going to do it. I don't need that roadmap. I think if I will just commit to following God's direction, he's going to get me where I need to go. So really that just comes down to loving God genuinely and studying his word and knowing him and loving the people around me. And I mm. think if I do that, then God's going to take care of the rest. Like, why worry about it? Yeah. Um, with another aspect of purpose and calling, um, Darian, well, we can bring it up now. I think... A lot of people get frustrated without not knowing, and they do earnestly pursue it. Can you just kind of shed a light on some of your testimony with some of your story of, like, how God has kind of honestly, you feel like, shut the door on what you thought was your calling, just how you, like, handled that with kind of, you know, spoiler, like, military or college, stuff like that, like, how you're feeling and some of the events that happen? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, like, a lot of the times you kind of come up with your own plan um, and calculate like your life journey or roadmap or whatever and set these milestones that you kind of measure off of other people's success or your friends or whatever. And you kind of jump into it and then ask for God's blessings or permission after the fact, like you're already (laughs) waist deep in the middle of your own plan. Yeah. Um, And so, I mean, I think that's where you find a lot of people that like aren't content with their situation because I mean, it doesn't have God's blessing on it. And I mean, 
God can redeem anything, but um, I think any time that you create your own plan or your own idea and just chase after it, like with your own ambition, it's just going to lead like, you know, um, to nothing. I mean, it's going to just be wasted time in the end. Um, I mean, like you were saying, like kind of my testimony, I was for sure hundred percent certain I wanted to go into the military, like killed my ASVAB scores. Like, I mean, <laughs> on paper, I would have been the perfect soldier. You were um, in JROTC. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. I wasted three years of my life wearing a silly uniform. Oh, don't Shout say out to wasted. Colonel don't say wasted. What? Don't say Shout wasted. Not wasted. Not, not wasted, but definitely not like asking God if that's what he wanted to do in the military. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, like looking back on it, I mean, all the signs were there, like that I am not like a military guy or whatever. <laughs> Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, like Lord shut that down. He was like, nope, nope, nope. And I couldn't join the military for literally like the <laughs> silliest reason. And I literally like begged them. I was going to go in as like a chef or a mechanic or I, I don't know, just, I don't even know what I signed up for. I just said, dude, whatever job no one else is wanting to do, like, I'll do it. Just get me in. And they still like they were said gonna, no. Yeah. You were like, they should honor, like, I really want to do it. They'll figure it out for me. Exactly. Like I went from like scoring high enough on my test scores to like be eligible for like special forces or whatever to begging them to let me cook their hot dogs and their hamburgers. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so at that point, that was the moment I was just like, okay, like God really does not want me in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it like that was kind of when I realized just like, okay, God, like I'm not going to come up with my own plan, like whatever, like let's do what you want to do. Let's see, you know, what it's about. And he just said, move to Tulsa. So, I mean, I moved to Tulsa with no car, no job, like not knowing how I was going to pay rent. Praise like, God. You know what I mean? <laughs> and things, things worked out phenomenally, phenomenally well in Tulsa. Um, I got like a great job, was promoted very quickly, got a wife. Um, Praise and God. Come on. Now Tulsa we're in this wife. next stage of my life. He said, go to Nashville. He didn't tell me I was going to be a youth pastor here, a kids pastor, like nothing. He just said go. And things have worked out phenomenally well here. Like (laughs) great jobs. You know what I mean? Like we got dogs. Life is great. Um, So I think it's just like paying attention and just being aware and like focusing on like what you're saying, the last thing he told you to do. And I mean, I think he'll, a lot of the times it'll be those little things that you do every day. Um, I mean, if everyone was going to have those big moments and everyone would be like those huge pastors and stuff like that, but I think that's just not the case. Yeah, I think that's all really good. Your life has been one, you know, really going, and God literally just kind of sent you places, and it's like, all right, God, I'll make the best out of it. And then I would say right now yours has been working pretty well. Even Noah not being here, he moved to Tulsa. Well, because of Tulsa women, he moved to Tulsa, but it got him a wife. Can't get him on the podcast, though. Is that petty? Am I being petty? Yeah, that's podcast? very petty. That's very petty. <laughs> I learned it from you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I'm that sorry. was petty, but at least he was here for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm at least put it out there in public. Just, you know, sometimes, even though I'm going to, like, rabbit trail, but, like, I remember when I started Casually Spiritual, people pointed out, like, if you don't know me, you're either going to think, one, like, I'm really weird, but you might think that if you know me, or that, like, I'm also, like, really mean. Because I know in that first episode, I basically roast Noah for the first 10 minutes. And since it's just me, you think that, like, I'm a bully. Yeah, you kind of Alec used to be a bully. <laughs> That's an episode for another about bullying. <laughs> that could be, dude, that could be emotional. We'll put that on the list. We'll mm. put that on the list, Grant. You can host that episode. 
Sure, you just man. you just interrogate us. Be like, let me tell you. But yeah, I think it's all really cool stuff about purpose, about calling, all of us reaching it at different points. Like I said, when I got saved, I quickly like felt the call, like you got to be a pastor. And I remember fighting with that since I was like a baby Christian of like two months. And for me to be like, oh, snap. Nah, I don't want to be a pastor. That's just everybody thinks that when they get saved. And then when I talk to all my friends that are Christians, they're like, no one thinks that when they get saved. Like, like one percent of people like want to be pastors. And yet somehow God called us all to ministry. Because I remember for a while Grant was, you were like content kind of being the, I'll be the one non-ministry friend. Like that was like your thing. You're gonna be like, you know what? That's good for y'all. I'm gonna support the mess out of y'all. And look how the turntables. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's there's a lot of events that changed that whole thing. You were rebelling against God. And I think it's cool for Clarence, you know. Uh and for his life I feel like it's it's and with you, Grant, I think both of you are good examples of how like transformative once it is to start being obedient and like walking in fulfillment, walking in purpose, just like the joy that's part of your lives now. Cause I think Clarence, you're in such a great place. I think a lot of people some people don't realize like just how recent it really is, at least like in my perspective, like until that mission trip last year, you were still kind of just like going with the flow, kind of like, okay with everything. One moment. <coughs> David, please. <coughs> is he dabbing? <laughs> that joke might make David keep it in. David, please cut that. Um, but seeing, you know, Clarence, your life just like, being pretty spiritual, like the fact that I got in trouble once for FaceTiming you because you were reading and you got mad at me, like I was like shocked. <laughs> yeah, uh, if I could just hit on that for a little second, uh, just for everybody, because I feel like like Darren hit on a little bit and so did Grant, uh, you're calling. Uh, I feel like everyone thinks their calling needs to be like something church-wise. Um Really, I think it just needs to be just whatever you're passionate about. And not even that, but what God wants you to be passionate about. Uh, some reason, I just feel like this needs to be made clear. For me, my calling that God gave me on that mission trip is to love people. And that's biblical. Love God, love people. But I used to tell myself, like, yo, I hate people. I hate people. I don't want to talk to people. But, like, deep down, like, I really do love people. And, like, I love to make them smile and I love to have conversation and be more intellectual with them. Er, intellectual, LOL. Intentional <laughs> with them. Um, but that's what's got me here. So like what Grant was hitting on and Darren, the little steps, uh, my goal wasn't to start youth pastoring. Um, I actually ran. You know what they say about youth pastors though, right? What do they say about youth pastors? Everybody want to be a youth pastor. But no one want to pastor the youth. Let me tell you, let me tell you. Quote Darian McClendon, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh really god on that trip he was just like man just hey you just keep loving me and follow me and i'm gonna lead you where you need to go and uh as long as i keep loving people god's gonna keep putting the new opportunities in front of me uh so yeah amen i think if you were to like try to come up with a like formula or whatever you want to call it to <laughs> finding your purpose i mean or a step-by-step just like take what you're passionate about or not even what you're passionate about, what you're good at, like what gifts that you were born with and submit that to God. And like you pretty much have your passion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like if you were to like look at the people in the Bible or whatever, like that did crazy stuff, it's not like God called like 
I don't know, like um, a rock or like a house builder and told him that his passion was going to be like a fisherman, right? Like he pretty much what somebody was already good at, he had them go ahead and do. Like if you look at Moses, it's not like he was just some bum and then let everybody have Egypt, you know what I mean? Like he was already knew how to lead people. Like that's what his calling was. Um, so, I mean, like, I think that whenever you discover your purpose, no one's going to be surprised. They're going to be like, that's good. well, yeah, like, obviously that's your purpose. Um, so, like, for me, I mean, that's, I'm good at building stuff and systems and stuff like that. And hence, i.e. why I'm probably at a church plant right now, because <laughs> you better believe systems need to be in place and, like, that there needs to be a foundation. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I think just submitting that, your gifts to God, which, I mean... It's pretty obvious because it's in the Bible, but that's a pretty easy way to find out your purpose if you're struggling with that. For sure. Yeah. And so, and that just kind of brings some of the vision of even why, like, I want to do this podcast, Casually Spiritual, is like, I think I also struggle with this idea that, like, I don't think I'm a creative person, but I've always, like, felt like I was more visionary, but then, like, God would always put these ideas and, and I talk about on Casually Spiritual that, like, people's stories, people's perspectives need to be out there. And just by sharing, like I've always felt that's one of the best ways to spread the gospel or even to like spread hope. And so here we are, just five guys and all bringing something different to the table and that you can have these good conversations, you can have these good perspectives. And so I want to put it out there, but I've always kind of struggled with like, am I creative? But it's like, and then, but I've always been somebody that's been passionate about friendship about cooperation, about what it means to, like, work together and be there for people. And then, like, one day God was like, I don't care, like, what you bring, but I know, like, you know the people to bring, and you know how to get that out of them. So it's like, let's, you know, I felt like God gave me a platform, whether this podcast has, like, five views or whether it gets a 100, you know, if one person's impact and all that, then I know, like, okay, it wasn't for waste. Like, God cared about the one. Even in podcast stuff, yeah. I think about that all the time. Like, he goes after the one of the 99. If 99 people hate this podcast, but one person got it, then, like, God used it. But, hey, I'm glad everybody, you know, that was here today. We had something to share. Hopefully, we have Noah next time. Maybe even get Dave, our audio producer, Dave, or David Anderson. Uh, he's also the producer on Casually Spiritual, which is just part of the Casually Spiritual Network. But um, And he produced hey. Jesus is King. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Literally Kanye. But, um, hey, I'm glad you listened. Um, if you want to follow us, just real quick, if anybody wants to drop something, just just Insta handle, Clarence, what you got? Uh, at Clarence Simpson. Darian, what's yours? Uh, it's at Darian McClendon. That's D-A- No. <laughs> R- <laughs> <laughs> Grant's not on Instagram, but... Can they connect with you? If you anyway? want to talk to me? Do you have an email? You can find me on Facebook. Oh. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can text Alec for my number. Whatever. Four seven nine six five one 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 three two. Text is, me. Is that really it? No. No, that's not. He's it. not oh. single though, so ladies, get away from him. Not single. But, but your boy is. is. Let's go. Clarence Let's go. and Alec are very Just single. because there's a goalie, don't mean you can't score. Oh, that's not Let's biblical. That's go. not biblical. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. We don't. We don't support that. We don't support that. David did it, <laughs> but he repented. David in the Bible, not he David was a man after God's own heart. Okay, Let's okay. go. That's how they remembered okay, him. Yeah, okay, but his family okay. was cursed. But how they remember him though? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man after his own heart. Man after his own exactly, heart. Exactly. Exactly. They don't say he is on. an adulterer. They say he is a man after God's own heart. So look, 
<laughs> What's wrong with you? You so many facial What is wrong with you? We might make this video just so people can see. You can't okay. end it on that. You can't end it on that. Well, what we can end it on is just goodbyes. So, um, Goodbye. my name's Alex Sangapai. My name's Clarence. My, my name's, name's Darian. Oh. That was awkward. <laughs> my name's Darian. <laughs> <laughs> and the last person? My name is Grant. And we'll see you next time on the Momentum Pod, episode one down. Peace out, y'all.